Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope that you're all doing well and that you're all having a fantastic day. Likes, comments, and subscriptions are always appreciated. Very big thank you to everyone who has supported the new channel. I do appreciate it very, very much. Welcome back to another News I Missed, where I go over News I Missed. I'm still away, but I made sure that the news was still there. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. This is news I think that a lot of people missed on purpose. I'll explain. Crypto analytics portal Misari revealed a study that showed that of the 65% of Ethereum nodes located in centralized data centers, two-thirds of them come from just three major data providers of web services. So hear me out here. Remember a couple days ago, this was about a week at this point, we were discussing uh, the idea of centralization within the cryptocurrency space. There was a discussion uh, where Vitalik Buterin basically went on like a little mini rant where he was discussing that no one should be, uh, he said no one in the Ethereum community should be protecting uh, Ripple and or XRP from the SEC lawsuit and no one should be standing on their side. Someone from Ripple was like, yeah, but the fact is, is that Ethereum many years ago is uh, China controlled. And Vitalik Buterin was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I made a video where like 45% of it was just me telling you explicitly and showing you the actual news from 2017, 18, and 19 until we had an actual full ban from China that it actually was Chinese controlled. More than around 65% of the nodes were within one country. When it comes to the idea of decentralization, it's supposed to be like a little bit of sprinkled here, a little bit like imagine every single country having around one, two, three, four, five hundred different nodes. It spreads it out evenly, so that should one government say, hey, we're banning it, the network still continues. If 65% of it are in one country, and that country says we're going to ban it, can you guess what happens to the security and the integrity of the network? Now, Masari has come forward uh, with a study that basically found that all the Ethereum nodes are basically coming from like a couple of places, but there's one in particular that basically is holding all of or nearly all of Ethereum. Thus, Hetzer, OVH, and Amazon Web Services account for 69% of all nodes located in data centers. Moreover, Amazon alone, Amazon Web Service has 53% of the nodes for Ethereum. Right. So we've now moved from China to Amazon. Crypto needs to decentralize. Three major cloud providers are responsible for 69% of the 65% of Ethereum nodes hosted in data centers. And here's another one. This is why I said I think people uh, ignored this one on purpose. Of the estimated 95% of Solana nodes hosted in data centers, 72% are hosted with the same cloud providers as Ethereum. According to the source, 
Roughly 95% of all Solana nodes are hosted in data centers. And interestingly, 72% of them are also hosted by those three web service providers listed above. That said, Solana nodders, it should be noters, <laughs> definitely not nodders, seem to place more emphasis on Hetzner, which holds 42% of all centralized blockchain nodes. Amazon Web Service, on the other hand, holds less than 3% of the Solana nodes. I'm sh- certain, absolutely certain, that people miss this news on purpose. I've noticed any type of real news that ends up popping up that people simply don't want to hear about, they they breeze over it. Absolutely. This is why I think most days uh, when we do have like most popular news, it's Elon Musk like sneezed heavily or someone said the word doge or like something weird happened and that ends up get, being in the spotlight. I'm, I'm not going to forget about this until people actually get this through their heads. An $11 trillion asset company is now buying Bitcoin and no one seems to be paying attention like I think that they actually should be. But this is just another situation where the news was kind of popular. People were talking about it, but you know, it's it's real. Like it's actual movements in our market that should be paid attention to. Well, very few people did. Everyone cares more about what other uh, Peter Peter Gold and what's the other guy? The other guy who hates us, Jamie Dimon, what they have to say, which is mind-boggling to me that you would care more about these liars who've lied to you for all these years as opposed to the largest asset, $11 trillion, once again, in case you didn't hear me the first 19 times uh, that they're buying Bitcoin. So I have myself, you might have noticed, I don't know if you've if you've been here before, um, I have openly stated a thousand and a half times after the sixth problem with uh, Solana. I was like, guys, I think something isn't right. You know, something's clearly uh, amiss, afoot when it comes to the actual network. Uh, I've been here for a long time. And usually after the second attack, second problem or second 51% attack, your blockchain project is usually gone. Alas, uh, regardless of the news that you were looking at on the screen in front of you, Or the fact that you heard that 95% of Solana's nodes are coming from nearly three places as opposed to tens of thousands of places around the world. I'm sure people will forget it in, I give it five minutes because they don't actually care about decentralization. Same exact thing for Ethereum. I think this was very easily covered up. It simply didn't make a large portion of the news because a lot of the cryptocurrency websites where I find the news are usually very heavily focused on Ethereum news or Bitcoin news. And there's like a a weird gray area in between where a lot of people uh, like ERC-20 tokens or other things that are relatively similar to it. And I, it's a bit of a shame because this is kind of, this is one of the reasons why decentralization is so important so that we don't have news like this. More than 51% of your node count should not be hosted by Amazon Web Services. That's a gigantic red flag. And I'm not sure if it's simply because that uh, it is maybe too difficult for normal people to run nodes. But I feel like that's also just an excuse to kind of say, it's fine. They can you know keep on doing this. Because why hasn't something been created like very simple where you can download something or even buy something? Imagine being able to buy something that you plug into the wall that you uh, link to your home Wi-Fi, and that's a node. 
let's say 99.99. It's a node. You validate transactions, and you're paid out in some sort of way, like with Node Coin or something like that. So that we actually did have tens of thousands of people around the world validating these things. Yeah. So this is actually gigantic news. But this was one of the very few places where I actually found this information. Had to go to Twitter to see that they actually did post this. It wasn't simply the, the website creating FUD or whatever mud or whatever word uh, people like to throw out there. Yeah. Quite fascinating, though. And once again, I give it five minutes. People, <laughs> people just aren't going to actually care. Because the reason you should care is I'm not sure if you've seen this massive uh, uh, battle attack going on uh, from governments who are actively trying to gain control of our space. And I think a lot of people don't care because they, at the end of the day, it's just about money for them. I want to make as much money as possible. But when you get to the point where your money is locked up in a bank or a cryptocurrency exchange and you have no control over it, you're going to scream decentralization. You're going to get really, really upset that you didn't listen before. But I mean, it's just human nature. Uh, people always have to learn. So yeah, that's the um, Ethereum's nodes are basically an Amazon Web Services. And um, Solana basically has three different places where their nodes are. News. <sighs> yeah. Crazy, right? Like talk, like, talk about literal centralization and yeah let's move on also in okay michael saylor has not relented in his promotion of bitcoin the 57 year old co-founder of business intelligence firm microstrategy remains one of the most prominent bitcoin maximalists recently saylor advised elon muskie to purchase more Bitcoin as the latter, jokingly, hinted at buying a football club. Elon Musk tweeted a couple of days ago that he was thinking about buying Manchester United. He quickly said, no, I'm not going to do it because tens of thousands of people were commenting on his page telling him to do it and how awesome it would be to have a guy like him just own something else. Sure, why not? Amazing. Have fun. And then Michael Saylor came out and was like, hey, Muskie, you should be buying more Bitcoin. And the internet also went insane because they were like, yeah, Elon Musk, why are you not buying more Bitcoin? Because for those of you who missed the news, Elon Musk sold, or rather, it is said that Tesla and I believe SpaceX, I think that was the other company, sold around 75% of the Bitcoin that they were holding before. And after they bought it, never forget, they had that, uh, what do you call it? They were, they were, they were tweeting out diamond hands. We're not selling, we're never selling, but I guess maybe not selling 76% of what they have. So, not joking. So remember how I just showed you like we have actual proof in numbers of the centralization of major blockchains, especially one that's broken down nine times per, and don't lie to me, it's, it's nine. It's nine times this year. We are not even at September at this point. This, however, my friends, the thing you're seeing on the screen right now was about 18 times more popular than the actual Masari news. Uh, I don't know if people believe that Michael Saylor is a witch and he was going to be able to like get Elon Musk to do it simply with words on Twitter. Uh, but as of right now, Muskie still has not bought more Bitcoin. Maybe it's like a slow working spell. I'm not really sure. Uh, what he was aiming for there. But this was incredibly popular news. 
incredibly popular news. So uh, we did get we did get we did get musky news months ago that after they sold, he said at some point they're thinking about buying more. He's kind of embroiled in like 18 different things right now. There's a problem uh, where, remember I told you that he was going to try and uh, back out of the Twitter deal and everyone was like, no, TMI, he's super fudging rich. He would never do that. And I was like, no, he's doing it just for attention. And then he backed out of it. So now Twitter's suing him. But he's trying to countersue Twitter. And apparently, I think he's also trying to countersue Jack Dorsey. Go on an island somewhere. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure he has at least like five islands. It's just the weirdest thing in the entire world. So... Anyway, that's the Michael Saylor told Elon Musk to purchase more Bitcoin news. And it's so much more important than the Ethereum thing. It's so, I mean, I mean, I'm, I find it more important. Doesn't everyone else? News. And yeah. Let's move on. Also in the news, and this is just a bit of a shame at this point. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is taking Jack Dorsey's Block Inc. to a federal court. The CFPB has alleged that Block has failed to comply with its investigative demands relating to its Cash App payment tools. Cash App is a popular platform for users to transact their stocks in Bitcoin. Last Thursday, August the 18th, the CFPB filed a petition with the U.S. District Court for the National District of Columbia, Northern District of Columbia, California, geez, and demanded a civil investigative demand. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau alleges that Block Inc. has to provide all documents and data that they requested back in August 2020 and August 2021. The investigation relates to Cash App's handling of complaints and disputes. Apparently, Block says that they've been in constant contact with them. Always calling them, trying to figure out what's going on, and apparently the CFPB sprung this on them uh, in a very surprising manner. Uh, who do you think I believe? Right. Uh, Jack Dorsey is a little intense. I've seen him have conversations, and I've seen him on uh, Twitter. Uh, he really loves Bitcoin. I get it. He's still a bit intense. Moving back a little bit. We are, and I said that it's 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 a shame because we're at the point where every single regulatory something is constantly jumping on the back of every single company within the cryptocurrency space, regardless of how compliant they've been. Uh, I believe that it's meant to put a, a sour taste in people's mouths towards these companies to be able to say, well, they got in trouble by this, they had a problem with that, they were so and so and so. It has nothing to do with actual regulation. Because you can regulate over the phone. Hey guys at Block who has a physical location. Uh, remember when we were asking you for paperwork from 2020 and 2021? We're going to send a couple guys over. And you know, if you could just hand over the paperwork, that'd be great. Oh yeah, no problem. Why didn't... what Mary, our, our secretary, she's just not here certain days. And then you hand them over the paperwork. But this is also heavily publicized. The same, And I, and I knew that it was going to be an issue uh, once again. <laughs> When we heard that Gemini got in trouble. Don't forget that. The Gemini Twins Exchange got in trouble for some nonsense. They are the most regulatorily compliant thing on this planet. They are the literal teacher's pet. So I'm not even sure how they got in trouble. So the news is, yeah. Uh, block, blocking cash app apparently is being probed for no actual reason. I'm sure it has nothing to do with anything. 
They're trying to get them in trouble, trying to get them on the books. And also, we found out before that apparently regulators make millions of dollars when they get somebody in trouble. So, you know, corruption is still a thing. Once again, I'm not part of this. I have no idea what the actual insides and outsides of this thing are. But I bet my bottom dollar uh, block, especially with all the heat on crypto right now, probably was literally calling them every single week. So that's the block news. And yeah, let's move on. Also in, uh, we, we don't need this and nobody was asking for this. A new subcategory of the MTV Video Awards was introduced this year. And that is Best Metaverse Performance. Right. Uh, where's the other news? This is the first year of the award. And it has nominations for six different acts. Some of them are Ariana Grande, Blackpink, BTS, Charlie. What is that? Charlie Kasiska? XCX? I have never seen those letters. I know Justin Bieber. Um, And 21 Pilots Concert Experience. Sure. Why not? So the news is, do we need this? Probably not. Um, I haven't heard the letters MTV... In like, it's been at least 95 years. I remember watching it when I was young. Is MTV still a thing? Like, is does anyone... I, I feel like with YouTube, we kind of got that covered. Like, you don't got to... Oh my gosh, remember TRL? <gasps> oh, wow. I used to love TRL. Anyway, that's the... Yeah. This was also like slightly popular news. I think it has to do because it has to do with metaverses and, you know, adoption and stuff like that. I kind of want to see what these performances looked like. I, I, I saw a video of one before that someone posted on Twitter. I don't know if it was one of these individuals on the screen. But there was some... It looked like Legos were dancing. And the other people in the, in the outside of the concert, the people who paid to go to the concert, it was just like figures like jumping up and down. But they also looked like Legos. You could hear the music, but it just looked... It looked like a high school like uh, video project that someone had kind of thrown together, but I, that was a metaverse. It just looked really, it didn't look too appealing. So um, yeah, it's clear that we're in the future, not the future that we were all expecting. It's a little dystopian depending on where you get your news from, but uh, I don't think we need a metaverse performance award unless they look really pretty or is it like spectacular? Like what do they look like? That's the MTV Video Music Awards uh, 2022 Best Metaverse Performance category is happening this year. News. And yeah, let's move on. Rightio, I do, (laughs) rightio, I do hope that you've all enjoyed. I do hope that you all are having a fantastic day, a fantastic morning, a fantastic evening. Wherever you are, wherever you might be, I do hope it's incredible. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, liking, commenting, and or supporting. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you!